Hi, this is Gregory Halpin from Craving the Yum, and you're listening to Eat Blog Talk Podcast. Hey, awesome food bloggers. Before we dig into this episode, I have a really quick favor to ask you. Go to your favorite podcast player, go to Eat Blog Talk, scroll down to the bottom where you see the ratings and review section. Leave eBlog Talk a five-star rating if you love this podcast and leave a great review. This will only benefit this podcast. It adds value. And I so very much appreciate your efforts with this. Thank you so much for doing this. Okay, now on to the episode. Hello, food bloggers. Welcome to eBlog Talk, the podcast for food bloggers looking for the value and confidence that will move the needle forward in your business. This episode is sponsored by Rank IQ. I am your host, Megan Porta. Today, Gregory Halpin and I are going to have a conversation about how he went from cancer to food blogging. Gregory is the recipe creator, cook, photographer, and writer behind Craving the Yum. In 2016, Gregory was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, achieved four years of remission, and today he is working on healing a recent cancer development called nodular lymphocyte predominant Hodgkin lymphoma. Did I say that all right, Gregory? Yes. I have to write it down all the time. So <laughs> That was a mouthful and it's slightly miraculous that I got through that. Um, Gregory started the blog Eating After Chemo as a way to better understand how food affects our body's ability to heal after chemotherapy treatments have ended. Gregory holds an Associates in Science degree in Psychology and Bachelor's of Arts degree in Psychology as well as an empowerment coach certification from Coach Training Alliance. So grateful to have you on the show, Gregory. Thank you so much for being here. And we want to hear what your fun fact is before we dig into the episode. Uh, yeah. Hi, Megan. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm very excited. Um, <clears throat> I think a fun fact that I would love to share is that I'm a professional singer as well. That's amazing. Yes, <laughs> I know. You know, some people are like, what? Um, I never knew that. So yeah, I, I, um, I pursued musical theater for a long time. And um, so I kind of do that still, but just solo work. Where do you sing professionally? Um, now in New York City, that's where I'm living now. So now that the pandemic is, I don't know what it's doing, but it's, <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's doing something <laughs> <laughs> like it's slowing down or something. So now it's, easier to get out there so i'm basically in the city that's so cool i am Thanks. i'm a horrible singer so please don't ask me to sing with you ever <laughs> i will embarrass myself <laughs> no duet no duet today <laughs> maybe another time <laughs> well i'm really excited to hear your story i know you have an a, like an up and down story right like you've been through a lot and it has kind of tied into food blogging because cancer and chemo affects your hunger and I'm really curious to hear how that has all played into blogging so would you mind just telling us about eating before chemo and your cancer diagnosis and then going into having cancer and going through chemo and how all of that played out uh sure absolutely <clears throat> so yeah, so back in 2016, I was uh, diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. And prior to um, being diagnosed with cancer, I always had some sort of thing with eating and not eating healthy, eating healthy, just back and forth. So it wasn't until I went through chemotherapy um, 
that I started to take a closer look at my eating habits. And it's funny because I start with the food vlogging. I started out with craving the yum, doing different things, a lot of sweets. And then I moved to eating after chemo because I thought, you know what? I went through this really hard thing. And so I think I need to focus and I want to help people um, learn how to eat healthier and understand what it means to eat while you're going through chemo. And then it turns out after that, I just like, man, I don't want to do that <laughs> because the, because the cancer uh, resurfaced into a different, you know, a different one. And I was like, you know what? I want to, I just want to put all of this heaviness, all of this seriousness that has to do with chemotherapy behind me. And I just want to do something fun, something like really cool and really exciting, but something fun. And like I say, light and airy, like my photography, I just want it to be, want it to be like just mellow. Yeah. So you took something like this is a very complicated situation, right? (laughs) So I can imagine you're like needing some levity and to make it light. So were you a food blogger before your cancer diagnosis? I wasn't. I was um, actually on my way towards becoming a psychotherapist. I wanted to. Yeah, I was very much into psychology and social psychology. But um, so like a mixed combination of cancer and then the pandemic just just like nudged me to it just I don't know, something spoke inside telling me like, you don't want to do that. You want to, you want to do something that is yours and something that's very creative. So that's, you know, that's when I started to explore food, um, food blogging. Interesting. So two kind of perceived negative things, cancer and a massive pandemic nudged you into food blogging. I don't know anyone who has that story. That's such a cool story. Thanks. Yeah. I just, I didn't expect it. I, saw other food bloggers they you know followed their their blog and their writings and their recipes and photography and i'm like well that's so cool i think i want to try that and so i you know like i'm sure many people who start out have their iphone and they take you know a photograph of something like my first thing was um rice cakes and guacamole <laughs> with some, you know, pe- pepper flakes sprinkled around and then oh that yeah, sounds it was, amazing it was really good i took it with my iphone and i'm like wow this looks really good and i'm really good and then i look today i'm like oh my god what was i thinking (laughs) isn't that funny how your your vision is skewed i remember taking actually strangely um guacamole was one of my first ever food photos that i took and at the time i was like dang i'm good this is this looks really (laughs) delicious you should see these photos they are awful it looks like vomit (laughs) that is just it is awful. Like, what was I? I have no idea what I was looking at then. But <laughs> yeah, like everything's blue. Like the uh, the white balance is like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you started experimenting, and you just decided that this was an avenue you wanted to explore. So, is was this a way for you to talk about healthy eating? What did you start talking about, and how was your topic journey evolved i guess i would say um, when i started eating after chemo i like i said i wanted to 
thought that I wanted to help people and that I, I had this, you know, something to say. Um, but through like therapy and through a lot of healing, I realized that that, and I did that for about a year and I realized that was just something that I needed to, to work through some emotional stuff around cancer. Um, so, but you know, through that process, I learned more about healthy eating and I learned more about my body. And so, yeah, that's, that's kind of where that came from. And then when I let that go, I was like, I went, I came back to craving the, um, like, like when I, um, originally started with. So now what is your focus on craving the, um, is it the same or has it evolved a little bit? Oh, it's definitely evolved. It's, um, it's desserts. It's all like, um, cookies, cakes, and bars. <laughs> yes. Much, very much evolution there. <laughs> totally. And at the beginning I was like, I'm going to do healthy. I'm going to do healthy bars. I'm going to do alternative, you know, like, um, almond flour and all of this stuff. And I'm like, no way. <laughs> I did it for a minute and it just wasn't fun. And I needed to like, just go all out and bring in the butter and bring in the heavy cream <laughs> and just do it up. So that's something to give a little focus to, I guess, because you can start out as a food blogger thinking that you're going to follow one path and then you get veered off that path by something different because it's more fun or something, whatever, whatever the reason. So what do you think about that? Like if food bloggers are listening and they've really decided on a niche, but then maybe a year down the road, they decide that it's not working for them anymore, it's totally okay to change gears. What do you think about that? I think that is great to be able to stay open to change. Uh, someone recently sent me a message, um, a fellow food blogger sent me a message asking me what I did when I changed, you know, changed my focus. Like, what did I do? Was it, you know, did it affect Google Analytics? Did it, was it hard? So, I love that someone can be open-minded enough to do that because things are going to change. And I know some people may have like, know exactly what they're going to do. And then they do that. But I think for the most part, it's, I think it's definitely an evolution. I love that perspective. I think that's so fresh and unique because you hear all the time that when you start something, you've got to kind of like just hone in and keep getting deeper and deeper and that you're starting over if you change. But I don't think that's necessarily true because part of it is like being insincere too. If you're feeling something else, you should go where the authenticity is. Yeah, especially like once you really get into the inner workings of food blogging and what really what it really takes, then you realize, wow, this, is, this definitely does require hard work and um, long hours and a lot of sacrifice. It's not something that you can throw together and then all of a sudden you're, you know, I mean, some people do it as a hobby, but if you want to really make it into a business, you, you really have to do a lot, which I love, but it's definitely, um, when you get serious, then you realize, wow, I, this is a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's no joke. What, how did your rebrand go? So just coming up with a new name and new everything, was that a pain or was it seamless? Um, it was because um, I had craving the yum at the beginning and then changed to eating after chemo. So I, it felt natural just to go back to that. So, and the rebranding, um, it was pretty easy. Um, I love marketing and I love 
telling a story. So I'm really good at, you know, enticing people and, you know, teasing things out. Um, but for the most part, it was easy. It was, and I didn't have, like, I was at the beginning, so I didn't have like a lot of followers. I didn't have, um, a lot of that. So like, it didn't affect like the analytics and stuff. Yeah, that's good. So going back to kind of the topic of our conversation, I'm really curious about how it was for you personally to like how you viewed food and how you dealt with food going through chemotherapy. I can't imagine how that must have been. I would love to hear your perspective on that. I think about that sometimes still. And I, you know, I think about hearing about people who are diagnosed and they have to go through um, chemotherapy, radiation. Then you hear people saying, well, I'm going to eat healthy. And then they eat healthy throughout the whole process of chemotherapy. And, but I was like, well, that really wasn't my story because I really ate poorly <laughs> during, during chemotherapy. Um, like, Stouffer lasagna was my best friend, (laughs) (laughs) like the large one. So, (laughs) so it was, you know, it was a mixed bag. I tried to eat healthy, but, um, when you're, when you're doing chemo, you lose a lot of taste and you have a lot of metallic, you know, uh, taste in your mouth. So you kind of have to eat what you can. So the junkier food just works. (laughs) And I suppose everyone's different, right? I mean, I'm sure, like you said, some people go way to the extreme of being healthy and probably some the other way. You don't know unless you're in it and you find yourself navigating through it. Food bloggers, let's take a really quick break. I'd love to tell you about just a few things going on at Eat Blog Talk that might benefit you and your business. First of all, if you would take the time to go to your favorite podcast player to subscribe or follow, rate and review eBlog Talk. I would be so grateful and it adds so much value to this podcast. Also, go to the free discussion forum at forum.eatblogtalk.com to get in on the conversations going on over there with other food bloggers, like-minded peers. You can ask questions, answer questions, and just contribute to great discussions. And lastly, if you would like to get in on the next mastermind group that will be put together in spring of 2022, be sure to get on the wait list now. Go to eatblogtalk.com and follow the buttons for mastermind and we'll be in touch as spring draws closer. Now back to the episode. Exactly. And I didn't, I wasn't really knowledgeable about that, about eating healthy and, um, like all the things you should eat and do during chemotherapy. I think some people might go into it, like doing research and doing some footwork, but I didn't. I kind of was just thrown into um, chemo. So I was like on this ride and I didn't know (laughs) which way to turn. So I just, you know, donuts, cupcakes and Stouffer's lasagna. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds delicious. (laughs) Like I don't, I don't like, I'm not pushing that or advocating for that, but Hey, if it works. <laughs> right. Exactly. Because you do have to get those calories in, right? I mean, you have to eat. Absolutely. Yes. After chemo. So I'm assuming you do know how you do have a new diagnosis, but I'm assuming you're not doing chemo now. Is that correct? Or uh, are you? Um, I'm not. It's a, um, it's a form of cancer that prognosis is much better and it's about waiting and treating it with radiation. So it's definitely better. So how did your eating evolve 
after you were done with chemo, did it change? After chemo, I think it, I, it pretty much, because I was very traumatized by the chemo, um, that it still was, I kind of went deeper into the, the, the poor quality food. And then I needed to go through that in order to get to the point of saying, um, okay, I really need to start treating my body better. Um, so it was, it was basically a process and it's definitely not perfect. And I make mistakes all the time <laughs> with eating. And, um, I think what I learned from that whole experience was that I'm trying and that each time I try, I learn a little bit more and it gets easier. Yeah, that's a good lesson. So kind of on a life scale, um, so how has going through this made you a more well-rounded blogger, do you think? That's interesting. A lot of things come to mind. And <clears throat> I think one of the one of the deepest things that surfaces for me is bringing, being able to bring more humanity to what I'm doing and by ways, by way of like how I'm telling the story through the photography and the writing I do, you know, when you post the recipe and you do write somewhat of a story in there. Um, I get to, I just get to add myself in there. I get to share my humor. I get to share my heart. Um, so I guess that's, I kind of bring a lot of humanity to it. So what would you say to other bloggers? Because I believe when you go through something like that, what you've been through that you have a deeper perspective on everything. I feel like life, whatever it is, you've got a deeper perspective. Now that you have this other perspective, what would you say to bloggers as far as like, you know, what's important, what's not anything that you have to share any encouragement? Yes, absolutely. So I noticed some food, food bloggers, you know, they get frustrated with not seeing the numbers that they that's that's kind of mythological that's put out there in the world thinking that okay this is going to happen but i just want to encourage them to just just stay with it and just chisel away at it just a little bit at a time because it will pay off especially the deeper you go into it and the more focused you get on your theme and your message like it it, it will. It will pay off for sure. Yeah, so not giving up and following your heart, like you mentioned that. I think that's a really good little nugget too. Anything else? Any other encouragement? Yeah, it's not to take too much, pers- not to take like criticism and like if you're out there in, in blogging groups and you're in, you know, you're in the culture of it, just try not to take, just try not to take it too seriously. <laughs> I would say just have fun. Great advice. Anything else? Like, I want to hear if you have anything else to share about your journey or how food has played a role in this whole, like starting a blog or any other bits that you have to share with food bloggers. Photography comes up for me because like I'm, I'm a creative person and I have different creative outlets, but photography really wasn't one of them. But like, I'm, I'm just astounded by how much I've, not to make it all about me, even though it is, but <laughs> but I am just astounded by how much I've grown in terms of like the quality of my photographs now. Um, and it just took 
making a commitment to learning and knowing that, hey, it's, it might take a year and a half, it may take a year before you finally understand what composition is, what white balance is, and food styling. So, um, yeah, that comes up for me because I think it's important for food bloggers to um, to be able to present, you know, good good photographs. Where do you suggest people start with that? Just doing a lot of practice, or do you have resources for people? Yes, absolutely. I would say um, definitely practice. Someone recently. Because I was getting frustrated because, I don't know, I just could not get the composition and I was getting frustrated. So someone recommended that I just take my camera and go out into the world and just take um, photographs of non-food things and just see how the light works and how the shadow is. And just, and let me tell you, that really, that really helped. And yeah, and I would recommend seeking out someone named Joni Simon. Oh, yeah, she's great. Yeah, she has a, like a lot of tutorials and she she's just super sweet. And I got her book and um, I learned tons, tons from just her free videos. There's so much free stuff out there, right? Like, I feel like you could just consume free content all yes. the time if you wanted to. But once in a while, it's good to invest in that as well. Absolutely. Definitely. Um, definitely is worth it because the the free stuff, you can only go so far with it. Mm-hmm. And I just have to say, I'm looking at your blog right now because I was wanting to see your photos and your composition is amazing. I mean, these are beautiful. Oh, thank you. Just really creative too. Such a creative spin. Yeah, I think I just, um, it was recently that I just I hit a stumbling block with that. I was just like, it just can't get what it needs to be. And then, and then I turned a corner and then all of a sudden I'm like, it's like different. And I'm like, wow, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, isn't it cool when you can get past that plateau and see amazing progress? I love that point. Yes. I have a question for you. Do you feel like you'd be here looking at your great composition, great photos, your new rebrand, if you hadn't been through what you've been through? I honestly believe I wouldn't have. I don't think, I think all of those experiences definitely shaped and influenced um, my decisions up until now, I don't think I would have, I probably wouldn't even have started food blocking. I'd probably still become a therapist. <laughs> interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's very interesting. I wonder how many other people have used a, um, like an unfortunate, unfortunate situation to dig into food blogging. And that's why I love talking to people and hearing stories because, you don't assume that you just assume that everyone's like, Oh, I'm going to make a lot of money or like, you know, have a standard answer there. But I love your story and that you took two things that were really unfortunate and created this beautiful blog out of it. That's so cool. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. I know I sometimes I, I need to go back to it. I need to go back to my blog and look, um, at sort of what I've been doing. And because sometimes when I'm taking a photograph and I'm just like, I'm like, I just want to throw the cake against the wall. (laughs) (laughs) But then like I go back maybe the next day and I look at the photos. I'm like, wait a minute, that looks really good. So it's like some, that's another thing I would say to food bloggers is to just um, take your time with it and don't, 
always step away and come back if if you feel frustrated. Oh, I love that. We need that. We need like a little space between frustration and clarity just to see uh-huh. your blog from a different perspective. That is such great advice. Your photography, your posts are so great. I was looking at your chocolate cupcakes. I literally feel like I should just dive into my monitor right now. Those are so beautiful. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh my gosh. Is it my mom's yes. super moist ones? Yeah. Yes. I think like I think like going through the cancer and healing and going through the journey of the eating after chemo food blog, I, it really cracked something open in me and it just inspired me to pull from my mom's experience with baking and like coming from sort of like um not working class but sort of sort of like a poor family and but still making sure that we had dessert after each meal and she would make everything from scratch oh my gosh i hope you have that in your about page because that was beautifully said I am going to put it there, actually. (laughs) Yeah, that needs to be like front and center. That is such a beautiful thing to say. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, I love my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so sweet. Well, as a mom of boys, I love to hear that. I hope that my boys love me when (laughs) when they're older. (laughs) Is there anything else you would like to love? I'm on the love theme. Would you, anything else you would like to leave us with, Gregory, as we start saying goodbye? Any last nuggets for food bloggers or anything you want to share about your journey? I would say, like, and I, I think I mentioned it before, but just it's, it, the, in the best way that you can, and if it's possible, just take steps back and just really try to have fun with it, with food blogging, and just really try to find the joy in the experience, even when it gets really, really difficult. Um, just really try hard to, to dive into that difficultness and find the joy. Oh, that's beautiful. And thank you for sharing your story with us. I know it's, I don't know, I'm, I'm guessing it's probably not always easy to share stuff like this. So we really appreciate you and we really appreciate you being vulnerable and just being here today. So thank you, Gregory. Thank you, Megan, for having me on the show. It was, it was lots of fun. Yeah, it was so fun to get to know you. Do you have either a favorite quote or words of inspiration to share to wrap up our conversation? <laughs> it's funny because I always say this and it's a big lesson for me, but, it, and it seems simple, but it's, I, so what comes to my mind is it's not all about you. <laughs> and it's weird because I, you know, we can take things um, to heart and then sometimes you have to tell yourself, well, it's not really about you. So you can just chill. <laughs> Ah, perfect it's so simple but that just like ties into food blogging and thinking about the user it's not about us it's about them so that is like the perfect way to end this i think so we will put together some show show notes for you gregory so if anyone wants to go look at those we will put those at eatblogtalk.com forward slash craving the yum so go peek at those and we've mentioned it a few times, but why don't you reiterate where everyone can find you online and on social media? Yes, you can find me on Facebook, um, Instagram, Pinterest, and Twitter, all under um, Craving the Yum. And you can find my website, cravingtheyum.com. Awesome. Everyone go check Gregory out. Thanks again for being here, Gregory. Awesome. Thank and you. thank you for listening today, food bloggers. I will see you in the next episode. 
We're glad you could join us on this episode of Eat Blog Talk. For more resources based on today's discussion, as well as show notes and an opportunity to be on a future episode of the show, be sure to head to eatblogtalk.com. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll be here to feed you on Eat Blog Talk.